Following a report that found there's a surplus of at least 1 million more non-permanent residents living in the country than what official estimates claimed, the Trudeau government will revise its methods for counting them. Meanwhile, Ontario Premier Doug Ford is blaming the Trudeau government's bungling of the immigration file for its reason to open up the greenbelt. Alberta issued two electrical grid alerts in less than a week due to heavy demand and low output from renewable energy sources like solar and wind. Hello Canada, it's Friday, September 1st and this is True North's Daily Brief. I'm Cosmin Georgia. And I'm Ili Quentin Antel. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. The federal government will revise its methods for counting non-permanent residents living in Canada. This is following a report that found there appeared to be a surplus of at least 1 million more of them living in the country than what official estimates claimed. In a statement released by Statistics Canada, beginning next month, they will introduce a revised methodology when tallying the population of non-permanent residents. Temporary foreign workers and international students are included as non-permanent residents. The change comes after the Deputy Chief Economist at CIBC Capital Markets, Benjamin Tall, warned federal ministers that their statistics regarding the number of non-permanent residents living in Canada had been undercounted by around 1 million people. Tall spoke to ministers at the Liberals' recent cabinet retreat in PEI, warning them that the discrepancy in numbers would have major consequences on Canada's already dire housing crisis. The Trudeau government has continually raised immigration targets over the past several years and is aiming to raise the annual number to half a million new permanent residents by 2025. That figure doesn't include foreign students on visas or people on temporary work permits. I guess the first question I have to ask, Ellie, is how do you undercount by one million people? Well, you know, we have an incompetent government in Ottawa, and I think that's become quite obvious over the years with several files. I mean, just remember last year when people were sleeping outside for days to get a passport, where people were waiting in such long lines in airports that they were missing their flights. Uh, I'm honestly not surprised by this. So they're saying they want to have a revised methodology, but that's not really solving the problem here. They're just going to change how they count non-permanent residents. Do you think this is going to prompt them to finally lower immigration levels or adjust them, including for non-permanent residents like foreign students or temporary foreign workers? Well, I think it will become inevitable. I mean, this is getting so ridiculous, Cosman. So we're going to have 900,000 international students this year, despite the housing crisis. And we've heard stories of Canadian-born students having to compete with these international students, a lot of them coming from wealthy families who can afford international tuition and therefore maybe outbid someone for rent and they're paying $800, $900 a month for a tiny room in a mold-filled house. This is ridiculous. Uh, over 1 million people came to Canada last year and 
for every four or five immigrants, there's only one new house that's built. And, you know, we talk often about the economic consequences to immigration, but there's also social costs. Because when you don't integrate people into a country properly, there are consequences. And we're seeing this in Europe. France is now going to significantly reduce immigration. Uh, Macron has said so. Uh, Sweden is also cracking down on immigration. And the prime minister is there has admitted that it's not worked well. So we have to make some tough decisions, I think, Cosman, and they have to be sometimes politically incorrect. And I think we have to uh, own up to that fact that we're going to have to make tough decisions. Ontario Premier Doug Ford told reporters Thursday that one of the reasons he decided to open up the Green Belt was because of the Trudeau government's record level immigration targets. Ford said, You know, in the last election, we didn't have a housing crisis. And just up to a few months back, I didn't know the federal government was going to bring in over 500,000. Now we learn that those aren't accurate numbers. It's probably up to seven, 800,000 are arriving. Like, I didn't get a phone call from the minister. I didn't get a phone call from the prime minister saying, surprise, surprise, we're dropping these many people into your province. And, and by the way, good luck. You deal with them. That's the reason. We have to make sure that we use every tool in our toolbox to build homes. So I, I ran on getting it done. I ran on building homes, making sure that we're building transit and infrastructure and schools and hospitals. And guess what, folks? We're the only government. We do what we say we're going to do. Some people may not like it, but we're going to get it done. Ford is currently under fire for opening up the Greenbelt to developers via a land swap, a move which prompted the province's integrity commissioner to recommend reprimands for Ontario's housing minister, Steve Clark. In response to the integrity commissioner's report, Ford has stood by Clark, saying that the minister will continue to remain in the position. Cosman, what do you think of his comments? Well, I think there's an element of politics involved in this. Uh, I think Ford is, is trying to distract uh, attention away from the green belt controversy that his government is currently dealing with but nonetheless i do think what he's saying rings true it is because of trudeau's record level immigration targets that premiers are now forced to scramble to find housing but i wonder why it took him so long to admit this right you know he's had this whole year to talk about the problem that comes with housing and just now he's mentioning immigration targets? Yeah, well, look, I think that as we've reported on other issues, the Ford government has often abandoned conservatism and conservative principles. And look, I, I think this is just a distraction because here's the thing, the Auditor General's report is actually scathing. They gave access to the Greenbelt to a number of developers that had close access to the government. And the report found there was no evidence that the Greenbelt land swap was needed to build housing. Uh, then the integrity commissioner found that the housing minister broke the rules, the ethics rules. Some of the developers whose land was taken out of the Greenbelt is now being put back into the Greenbelt because they're trying to sell the land. So this is this is really a shady deal. And I just think they're trying to, to distract. But... This is the first time that Ford has criticized Trudeau in a while. He's previously praised his true leadership and he's praised Freeland. Why do you think he does not criticize Trudeau more often? I mean, this could perhaps help Polyev to have an ally in Ontario criticize him. Well, I think they've developed a sort of cozy relationship throughout the pandemic. You know, Ontario has relied a lot on the federal government for various 
different funding. You know, we saw the deal uh, with Volkswagen passed by the federal government that benefited Ontario. So I think there's a lot of money going in from the federal government towards Ontario's development, and that has prevented Ford from criticizing the Trudeau government for some time. Uh, I don't know what exactly has changed now, and you might be right that it's just a matter of him feeling the heat and needing to pass that on to the federal government. Alberta's energy regulator issued two grid alerts within less than a week as the province's electricity infrastructure struggles to keep up with heavy demand and low output from renewable energy sources like solar and wind. The Alberta Electric System operator issued its latest grid alert on August 29th in response to, quote, challenging conditions caused by hot weather heavy demand, a BC outage impacting imports, low wind, and declining solar. The grid alerts have prompted Alberta Premier Danielle Smith to call for a more reliable electricity supply as provinces face increasing pressure from the federal government to convert to a net-zero electricity grid via the clean electricity regulations. Conservative MP Shannon Stubbs also chimed in and blasted the Trudeau government for imposing a costly transition away from fossil fuels. In addition, Saskatchewan's energy regulator recently said achieving the Liberal government's target year of 2035 to reach net zero was impossible for provinces that don't have access to alternatives like hydroelectricity. What is the federal government thinking here? We're already seeing Alberta have to issue electricity grid alerts. Two in less than a week. You know, Danielle Smith has commented on this. How can the government expect this province and other provinces in similar situations to reach net zero by 2035 without the help of fossil fuels? Well, we know that Trudeau has contempt for Alberta, so I'm not surprised by this at all. And their whole net zero agenda is a political agenda. It's an ideological agenda. It's not an environmental initiative. Uh, if you look at clean energy, it, that it should include nuclear and it should include LNG. But the woke left, they only want wind, solar and hydro. The problem is Saskatchewan is fields. And Alberta is a mix of prairies and mountains. So it's not ideal for hydros. And then you're left with wind, you're left with solar. So with wind, when there's no wind, the wind turbine doesn't turn. When there's the solar, there's no sun, right? The, these are not sufficient. And they actually also harm the environment. Solar panels, only 10% of them are recycled and wind turbines kill a lot of animals. Uh, so so I, I'm not sure what they're thinking other than they want to play politics because this this net zero and we've talked about this net zero energy grid in the past on this podcast, but it really doesn't make sense. The only way that it makes sense is if you're pushing an ideological left wing woke agenda. That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.